It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in cinema, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey there, Bryce. And the man who put the bop in the bop she bop she bop. It's Merman. Yo. My whamalama dingo. So with the introductions out of the way, let's That's rage on. on. Oh, baby. Thanks to all who've been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership. Buy me a coffee dot com forward slash film rage yyc all members get special episodes and content only for members and all members that sign up will get a limited edition film rage merch item if you cannot commit to a membership you can still buy us a terrible movie rental and dare us to see it and you know what we will thanks to all our listeners from all over the world and we appreciate that you listen to us you who are listening now booyah we appreciate you Hey Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadow Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know why I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie planned? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. It's that time again. Oh, streaming. Oh, you've been streaming. We've been streaming and doing what? Streaming, Jim. Ben Murray did some streaming on the weekend. Oh boy, did I. Yeah, sassafras. Hmm. Alright. So... Once again, we're going to start with a film from a streaming platform named Netflix. Have you heard of this? Dum Dum? That's the one. Actually, not quite. Dum Dum. Dum Dum. There we go. There's some Dum Dum for sure. Ah, so we watched The Atom Project. Ah, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. The Atom Project is another easily digestible bit of mindless entertainment from Netflix. 
We once again get Ryan Reynolds doing PG Deadpool as he teams up with himself to save himself or the world or his girlfriend maybe. I don't know. I kind of lost interest. But apparently Jennifer Garner is still making movies. We also get Zoe Saldana in a forgettable role as the girlfriend. Mark Ruffalo shows up as Deadpool's father. Oh yeah, and Catherine Keener, Keener is completely wasted. Devoured by the weak dialogue she was forced to spew. We also get bad computer-generated bits, which includes space stuff and some bad de-aging effects and some silly-looking explosions. We also do... And here's the big thing. We don't get an explanation why Gamora is not green, which I thought was (laughs) odd. And why didn't Bruce Banner just turn into the Hulk at the end and smash everything to save the day? This movie was a waste of my time, which makes it a rage. Oh, sassy. This what didn't, su- didn't surprise at all. It was poopy. Well, I first want to say that I want to do a shout out and that I absolutely love Ryan Reynolds as a person. He is truly an inspiration to all Canadians on how to give back when you do so well. Okay, so that's now off my chest. But here, yet again, we get another, in my, my opinion... It's Deadpool light version of Ryan Reynolds, but this time in a CLF sci-fi action film that's completely predictable and easy to follow for preteens and Deadpool light lovers, which PG Deadpool. I'm not that person. Didn't think the CLF was great as the as the younger version of Ryan. The story was not unique. It didn't completely annoy me though, because I do like time travel films, and as much. As I did not hate it, I also did not love it. I don't really remember much after seeing it, which normally means that it's a meh. And by meh, I mean it's a really low, really low, low meh. Ryan, I love what you're doing for BIPOC and equity in film industry, probably more than any other person that's in film right now, but I wish you would stop the Deadpool light and either do Deadpool 3 or something really good again. I'm giving you a Deadpool light. Low, low, low. Can you go really low for me? Low. Meh. Passing the baton. What's, yeah. What's that you, Murray? I'm saying I wish you guys hadn't seen it because I knew you are going to hate it. I, I, I literally just said I gave it a low, low, Whatever. low, low. Bryce? No, low. Okay. Meh. Time travel. Hell yes. yeah. I Ryan Reynolds with a lightsaber type deal fighting bad guys. Loved it. Scene stealing CLF. Check. Mm. Reunion of Mike Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner from 13 going on 30. Uh. Yep, it's got that too. <laughs> yeah, I almost put that in, in my fact, review actually. That movie also involved time travel of a sort. It's just a fun time traveling family film. Good performances all around. It was Ryan Reynolds, so of course it's a Mondo. It's true. And I loved it. I don't care what these two jokers say. You, you don't have to. All I got to say. But why didn't Bruce Banner just turn into the Hulk and smash it's still Bruce Banner. I'm still curious about what? Gamora and being green. Yeah, why, Gamora she, why wasn't Gamora green? It's not Gamora either. Oh. I, you have to admit, I'm sorry, that... Mark Ruffalo was super potato in this movie. Like, he was as potato as he's ever been. Mark Ruffalo's the only part no, of the movie no, that was okay. No, 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 Whatever, just no. move on. He was super think. potato, and 
and the kid, how did you say think this kid was anything like like Ryan Reynolds? He didn't have the charisma that Ryan Reynolds I thought he was Deadpool awesome. Light he was has. A kid. He didn't have the same charisma. Yeah, every did. every time what I see a movie that has boom, an boom, actor boom, boom, boom. that's supposed Come to have a younger version my. of the actor, you have to compare compare what to Austin Powers. Is that is the boom, exact boom, boom, boom. perfection Charisma. of finding the younger version of oneself. What and every other movie will be compared to that. Boom, 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 boom. Even Charisma. had younger version of Doctor Evil. I can't even hear you this singing. So what let's just move on. I don't know why he is. I didn't Charisma. think the kid was great. I thought he was Sam. But you, were you, did you have your Ryan Reynolds rose-colored glasses on? No, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. And you thought the kid and was... And millions and millions and millions of people who watched it also loved it. Did, uh, did I, just because you two did I didn't. I didn't love it. That's true. I hated it. I didn't well, hate you it. you were two people out of millions. I also didn't hate it. I hated it. I know Number one would. movie on Netflix. That's all I'm going to say. That's... That, yeah, that proves it. Somebody that watched pr- it. That proves it. Anyway, move on. <laughs> Marie doesn't That's like it when we talk badly. You're right pissing now. me off. Move on. <laughs> you say. What are we? What else do we talk about? Oh, the movie Windfall. Windfall, which we saw on also, the Dum Dum. Dum Dum. Also known as Netflix. So, what to say? What to say? What to say? Yeah. Jesse Plemons. Apparently, I like Jesse is our most watched actor of the last year, aside from Denise Richards and James Caan. Hmm. What does that say about our friend Jesse? I'm just saying, we watched. We I watched, like him. Of all of the people we've watched this year, we've seen mostly of him. Well, I love I love him. So that's different than the other two. Yeah. I'm also a big fan of Jason Siegel in dramatic roles. As am I. But this story has like zero suspense for a film about kidnapping. I mean, the whole time, no one seems stressed at the event or concerned about anything. The only one appearing to have any concerns is the kidnapper. And Lily Conlon's playing the role of the wife which is her title in the movie, Wife, could easily join Katherine Heigl or SJP mm. as a repulsive member of the mm. repulsive list as she added absolutely nothing wow. to this film. I feel sad that both Jason and Jesse hung their hats on this film, including writing credits and production credits. More than halfway through this, I'm thinking to myself, who cares what happens at the end? If it wasn't for the last 15 minutes... I would say this film would have been would be not worth seeing. Acting by Jesse and Jason were great. The yep. film was forgettable at best. The only spark of anything in this story was the gardener and his arc in the story. So good acting, bad dialogue, pacing, chemistry, as well as intensity for the film. The last 15 minutes were actually pretty satisfying, but were expected as the story progressed. I'm giving this also a low, low, a low, very low. Low. Meh. Mostly because of the last 15 minutes and the acting by Jason Siegel specifically. Really? I thought Jesse I thought he was, was actually... No, he would have taken him down. Jesse was okay. Yeah, I, so. I didn't like the direction... I didn't like the direction the director did for his character. Oh, it really? was like, yeah, no, I no, didn't... I thought he did a good job, but I, I didn't... I thought Jason Siegel was more believable. Over to you, Mer. Yes. Does anybody actually like Jason Siegel? I do. Yes. I mean, really? Love yes. him. 
I never got the appeal. Okay. Uh, Either as a comedy actor or of his failed attempts at drama. I'm on side with the comedy. In fact, he was the most annoying part of that mother TV show. So no surprise, I didn't uh, like him in this. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I really have never liked him in anything. Not even the Muppets, which I love the Muppets, but you ruined what? that for me too. What? Uh, frankly, this is the kind of crap that got produced in COVID lockdown. Ooh. Take a handful of well-known actors, a remote location, and a roughly interesting script. This is what you get. Mm. While uh, Siegel and Collins' characters get tiresome really quickly, Clemens is solid as both the arrogant billionaire and the emotionless but well-meaning husband. So as it begins as a quiet comedy, Windfall tries to be bold and cynical. Wants to talk about America, the greed of big business, and the rise of automation. Mm. The blood spatter is predictable and misdirected. The social mm. commentary is confusing and just fails to land. Mm. I was honestly over this film halfway through, and it barely registered a man. In fact, I just liked it so much. I'm gonna rage about it. There it's you go. Jump pure on board. Crap. Wow. So did you not? Did you, did you not like the last 15 minutes though? No. Was, you think I that was better? Was, knew it was coming. Did you know the gardener was gonna? I don't want to wow. do. Well, let's just wow. spoil it. Yeah. I did you know he was gonna fall on his face? <laughs> Again, a stupid way to do it, but yeah, he he was actually a, he, he was a witness. I thought that was rather. That, you know, the funniest thing about it is we're watching it. I said to my wife as I turned turned to her, I said, that's exactly how I cut myself when I was a kid on my glass and got 57 stitches on my stomach. Luckily, I didn't land on my neck. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have looked exactly well, like that. The fact of the matter is, basically, he's kidnapping them and basically trying to get money. And there's nowhere on earth he would ever be able to go. They couldn't track him down. Yeah. Because they know what he looks like. Yep. And there's video camera footage of apparently mm-hmm. outside the... Well, that's why he got state. more money. Yep. Yeah, but... The, Money doesn't matter. Well, let's, he, he, let's, would've, he would've had to kill everybody. Cindy Lauper said that money changes everything. It so. does. I'm pretty sure she didn't. No, she did. She sang she about actually, it. She actually said, money, money changes everything. She did. She absolutely sang that. Whatever. Anyway. All right. Well, let's. we got more to unpack on this, but Bryce, yeah. what did you think of this? Windfall is a stripped down character study with excellent performances from everyone involved and a standout performance from Jesse Plemons. There are a few truly excellent sequences within its 90 minute runtime, mostly in the first half. The last half, however, becomes more and more tedious as the characters wait for a delivery for basically a whole day. And I kind of felt I was waiting right along with them. As they literally just sat there, waiting. Yep. The film is partially saved by some gory sequences towards the end, but the ultimate climax for me fell a little flat. Jason Segel and Lily Collins' performances were very good. I like Lily. And Plemons was great, but these stellar actors were not able to save this thriller that started good, but ultimately fizzled out. I am perhaps being a little generous here, but Windfall was a very, 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 very low man. <laughs> nice. Almost. You know, uh, everything you said, Murray, I completely feel what you're saying. I felt the same way through most of that film. It. To be honest, I watched half of it before we even decided what we were going to watch. And you're like, please don't I wouldn't. I wouldn't have finished it if he hadn't already seen it. <laughs> it was... 
It was painful the whole middle of that film. Yeah, it was. It was, and and there, she, there was a lot of slow. There was a lot of nothing. I usually like slow, and it just, but this wasn't the even, fact that these two couldn't outwit this moron just like. He, yeah, he had a it gun. Wasn't, it wasn't about that though, because he was just. He had so much money that he didn't, really didn't care. This is just something that's happening. No, yeah, no. but but so when, he, when, he, when when he came he had no back, no about winning. Him. No, when, like, when he came back from his car, yeah, but he did, and, and they were gone, and they basically he chased him through their orange grove, like it's their property. They had, couldn't find a place to hide. Like, that part was kind of funny. That's stupid. <laughs> I was like, it, there was, was a lot of stupid. In I this. liked a lot. There are like there are three or four scenes in here that I really enjoyed. But no, at I, the end of the day, there was just so I, much. I did. Nothing. There was. Yeah, I think the biggest problem for me it was the suspense. There was zero suspense, and if you compare, like, a movie like, say, for example, The Ref, which is not really the same, no, but it's kind but of in the, the sense ref is of our freaking class. Yeah, was also great. Yeah, because they built it up. This they made no build. There was no. Yeah. There was basically no build, and it just stayed with no build for the entire movie. Yeah. I just like. I just like the gardener. He was so cool. Gardener was cool. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you liked her. She was awful. I thought she was fine. She was like, we we're watching it. Monique said, who is that? Remind me never to watch one of her movies. Wow. That is the daughter of Phil Collins. Well, what do you know? Something's That's in the air tonight. And it's is. she's repulsive. She's not repulsive. She was. She Murray, what was do you say? Fine. Are you on the repulsive bandwagon with her or what? If all, all I have to do is look at her, she's fine. Okay. She doesn't talk. <laughs> But who's the fact when she's what? a terrible actress? She's terrible. I agree. Like there I said, she's go. the oh daughter of Phil Collins. That's why she has a job. Oh, there we go. Uh, well, we also saw a movie called Deep Water. With what's it? Who is it again? Uh, he's some, he's some someone idiot, that has some idiot. something over other people in in the acting world or something. Yeah. Of the generational Worst gap or something. Generation. I'm sorry, I don't know. You can't be speaking of the star of this film, who is your the, man finest, crush? the finest actor of ours or any other generation. So Mr. apparently, apparently, I thought it was Jesse that we've seen more movies in this last year. But I think it might be Ben yeah, Affleck. Like actually, like made I think like it's what, a competition now the between year? the two of them. Mm. Between the two of them. Actually, were they in a movie together? Because maybe we saw one with the two of them in it. The hardest working actors in Hollywood right now. Sure. Mm. Interesting. I didn't see it. You guys got to talk. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, the movie we're talking about is Deep Water. It is on Prime Video. Dumb... No. Oh, okay. Deep Water is the story of a complicated man caught in a movie that you really have to avoid thinking during it in order to enjoy it. Unfortunately, I am a human being and I have the uh, power of Ability thought. To think. <laughs> in the beginning, we are introduced to Vic, played by Ben Affleck, and Melinda, played by Anna de Armas, who have a unique marriage. The film starts strong, but as it rolls along, it starts to make less and less sense. There are some strange choices made by the director as we get revealed way too much, which kills a lot of the suspense. 
Vic's actions should have stayed a mystery until the very end in order for this to work at all. From the moment we learn too much about what Vic may or may not have done, the movie starts to fall apart and never comes together again from that point on. The climax is just plain dumb as the nonsensical ridiculousness plays out. It is a shame because the characters Vic and Melinda deserve to be in a better film. The, the characters were great. This, that needed to be a, they just needed to be in a better film. It was they, they were well written too. It just yeah. I kind of want to read the book because it's yeah, based on they, a book. I know they must have like left some stuff out or added because it was ugh. anyways. Affleck's layered performance in the first half of the film single-handedly made this film worth watching. If anyone else was in this, this would have been a rage. But Affleck's Vic makes this ridiculous thriller watchable. You know, you therefore. Know. On the back of Affleck, and the fact that the snails were kind of cool as well, Deepwater gets a meh. Okay, so just so we're clear here, Murray's handing out Mondos because his favorite actor's in a movie, and Bryce is handing out Mez because his favorite actor's in a movie. So, so how come we didn't get to see a Keanu movie or a Nick Cage movie this week? That's what I want to know. So I can start handing out candy. <laughs> So what do you think, Jim? All right. So just like the title of this film, the story is pretty murky because mm. it's called Deep Water, which I, is usually pretty murky. Yeah. The concept of the story is kind of interesting, but the yeah. whole relationship between Ben Affleck and his wife seems too unreal and so much isn't clear about anything at all at everywhere and as much as possible. The way she behaves in front of all her friends just is too hard to stomach or believe. But you can believe, if you can, in the fact that each and every one of the guys who's seeing Melinda all met and hung out with Ben was something that I found not only weird, but also not that good. <laughs> and then they would have sex with them at parties where they were both present. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? It was a unique relationship. Yeah, it was It was beyond unique. And I am okay with ununique or, or, or unique relationships. Plus the fact that she's literally um, has man after man in her relationship that seem to be full and rich relationships in short time frames, like, oh, I just met this person. Now we are in a major relationship. Even the fact that the little CLF tells her dad she wants to know how he killed the lady's boyfriend. I'm just like, what? I think I just found it all in your face. And yet everyone in the show just accepts everything that is written in this badly written film. The acting by everyone involved was very well done, including the Affleck, who seemed actually creepy and not like he was actually trying to act, which he normally is. So that was actually very refreshing. And I'd just like to say that Bryce said to me last week that I already have a bias when it comes to Ben Affleck. I will say, no, I do not. I, do. I just want to see him acting in a movie that's actually really good acting. And this was one that he was. It's just too bad it wasn't a great film. Yeah. By the time we get to the last quarter of this film, I'm not really buying into the whole concept, especially if every time she finds a new boyfriend, Benny Boy kills them all. Flaunt 
with boyfriend in front of husband. He kills them. She gets mad. They forget what happens. Rinse and repeat. It was very ugh. Sounds really stupid. Yeah, it was. They either have to go all the way with that yeah. and like just show him just going on a killing rampage yes. all the time, or keep the keep, keep it a it, mystery. Yes, the whole throughout time. Throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Until when he says, end. but they did neither. When he says near the beginning of the film, "Oh, I killed him," and blah blah blah. That was great. It wasn't. No, it was because you don't know. No, that's what I mean. Like, but then they stayed with the theme, and then they did other things that just well, that's made the that they, they negated that. that exactly. Right, but they, they would have followed through with that. Yes, but. and then they could have kept that that mystery the whole movie. Yes, which is yeah. what needed and to be done. Then the en- the ending at the gorge. Yeah. And the snail pit yeah. was also ugh. There's him like chasing the dude on a yep. mountain bike. And I don't know. It's just, it was all so dumb. Once yep. it got to the end, I was like, just end. Story was flawed. Acting was good. Yep. By everyone. Yeah. Everyone but was great. I, I can't give out Maz for good acting and bad story. So it's getting a rage from me. Fair enough. But... Ben Affleck was the best I've seen him. Uh, probably ever, actually. No. Yep. He was very good. Though. Yep. He was actually acting in a way that you didn't think he was acting. Well, there you go. Yeah. It is. It's a thing. It's a thing. I love this new music. Apparently, we still have this one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, I guess I'm starting. Yeah, yeah you're we, the two-time winner of this we movie. We went to the theater. Some of and us you went twice. More than once. Hmm. I helped a very happy sold-out crowd watch it a week ago. Yeah, so where did you see it originally? I saw it at the Globe. And? Our friends at Cuff, and they put it off the cuff, and it was sold out, and everyone loved it. Calgary Underground Film Calgary Festival. Underground Film Festival. Yep. And everyone who listens to us should be checking out their website to see yes. what movies they should see. The festival's coming up, too. Yep. All right. 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas. But when the young couple renting them in the house catches them in the act, the cast find themselves fighting for their lives. Wait, did you just the, say they're the making a movie? Couple. They're Re- making adult film. Oh, right. Adult film. It was new porn. It was an adult film. Okay, adult. It was a good, dirty movie. It was a good, the yes, that's right. Comparing to the director. Yeah, he wants to make a good, a dirty, good, a dirty, good movie. dirty movie. Uh, there are plenty of shocking moments in this film. Uh, the least of which was the actual porno movie that they were shooting. For me, the thing that haunts my dreams and gives me nightmares is this mummified 100-year-old couple having sex. <laughs> That's not the kind of thing you forget. And I saw this movie twice. <laughs> who, who would want to forget that? I know. That is good stuff um, right there. It had a good story. Plenty of action. You know, both kinds. Uh, <laughs> some good kills and some great LOL moments. For the most part, I actually really enjoyed the film. In fact, if it wasn't for a couple specific nauseous moments, you know, the ones I'm referring to. But didn't he that make... It, w- it would have been a Mondo. What? Really? That's what sunk it? That's what sunk it for me. Wow. Still an enjoyable man. I don't appreciate that kind of gross out stuff. But it wasn't gross. It did its point. It did its point. I don't want to see 100 year old people naked. I thought it was kind of beautiful. No, it really (laughs) wasn't. Sexy time. Anyway, I'm done. You go. (laughs) All right. 
You didn't get to see it twice, Bryce. So what do you think? Uh, X is exactly what it's supposed to be. It is gory and funny and gritty and predictable and a lot of fun. When you buy your ticket for this, you have in mind exactly the type of film that you're about to experience. And in the case of X, you would be exactly right. There is no complicated message or preachiness. It is just some attractive folks getting slashed and shot and eaten and stabbed and violated. Nothing really original, but it is so well executed. Who cares? I enjoyed X a lot, which makes it meh. <laughs> what? Oh, because you liked it. You lots. enjoyed it a lot, but it was only. No, he liked it a lot, oh. which makes it meh. I get it. So I've been saying this for years. And I will continue to say it until the ends of my life. We don't need sequels. We don't need remakes or reboots. What we need is a new serial killer. And this film delivers the most unlikely gruesome twosome in a sex-deprived geriatric necrophiliac with bad hips and big muscles. This film was sextastic with enough sex to keep everybody happy, including watching two 80-year-olds getting it on and on and on. Oh, yes, I love that. After they just made some fresh kills. Nothing turns you on when you're 80 than doing a bunch of kills. It's also gore-tastic with lots of blood and gore to make everybody happy. It's creep-tastic with every creepiness you can imagine to keep me away from seniors' homes and farms for life. It is completely unbelievable. Yes, but all slasher films are unbelievable. So that is, to Bryce's point, not a surprise. This one was just such a breath of fresh, murderous air with a take on 70s slashers. I will steal a quote from this movie when I say, can you feel how hard I am right now? I loved every fun and creepy, slow building, unbelievable, but fun minute of this geriatric porn gore film. It was motherfucking Mondo. I loved every single frame and I especially loved the two 80 year olds the going at it sex. where she's crying. They were not the 80. Away. They must have been 90, actually. She said that he was in both wars. Yes. Yeah, so she's yeah. like, he was born before 1900. Right. Nice. Would have made yeah, him like 90. But, but if he was in, okay, he could have been because 1914 to 1918, it's 1979. Yeah, but so he was probably in his early 80s. And she would have been. Yeah. So uh, it's not taking place right now. This is 1979. Yeah, I know. But he and the other not. time was when the, the nude old lady crawls in bed after she's oh. killed the dude and she's like touching her all over her I back know. and you're she wakes up how you're how seriously going to make me hurl right how now. did you not get this to a mondo price this is like it's, the best i enjoyed it's it the a best lot. slasher movie that's been made in the last 40 years oh since the original texas chainsaw oh, this is okay, and nice. actually this plays so much homage to texas it, it chainsaw really does. it's like it's completely yeah, but texas chainsaw but no, just I, way I, more delicious. I liked it a lot. The, even the alligator scene. It was like everything was expected, but it delivered oh, yeah. so much. It was just like, I, I hope this I hope this is exactly what's going to happen. And then, and then, it, then does. it does. And then you're kind of like, that was so satisfying. I hope this happens next. And, and then, then it, it does. does. <laughs> and then you're going like, 
And the moral of the story ultimately is when you run into an undersexed 80 year old uh, sociopath and she asks for sex, just do it. Just, just give it to her. her. If she just, if you just would have did her. And nobody would have died. Nobody would have died. That's all she was hunting for. That's I'm not sure. I think she might've killed them anyways. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think she was just I killing don't know. people I hope, rejection. I hope there's a prequel now. There is. I don't prequel. normally say that. There actually is a prequel. They're making a prequel? Interested. What? The director, after this premiered at South by Southwest, he said he used COVID or the lockdown to work on the prequel and kept What's-Her-Name around to shoot it. Oh, baby. The, the star of the movie. Nice. Who is, yeah, because she plays know, both parts. Yeah, giving away a spoiler, but yeah. She plays both Play the parts. Young, the younger version of the old lady. Yep. I could not have been more satisfied. And I'd like to say this just one more time. Can you feel how hard I am right now yeah. for this movie? I cannot. Thank I don't, goodness. Do not. Well, you can. You're just refusing to. So that's, that's your problem. Also true. That's, re- that's your problem. Right. Okay. So we also saw something else in the theater. What? So a movie by the name of, uh, let me check my notes here. It was called The Outfit. The Outfit. The Outfit is a tense thriller that looks and feels like something Hitchcock may have made in the Mm -hmm. 60s. It is a story of Leonard, played by Mark Rylance, a maker of fine clothing who is forced to deal with gangsters that have implemented themselves in Leonard's business. Zoe Dutch also stars as Mabel, Leonard's employee, and is quite likable in the role. But this movie is all about the performance of Mark Rylance. Every glance, every tightening of the lips, every nervous twitch, you cannot take your eyes off of him. He has a way of delivering his lines that has you hanging on every syllable. For the most part, the rest of the cast was solid as well, with the exception of casting the head of a mob family with a British dude trying to do a Chicago accent. But that is a minor quip in a film that was full of tense scenes and a flawless performance from Rye Lance. The outfit was Mondo. Mm. Really? Mm. <laughs> sure was. Mm-hmm. Well, I could listen to Mark Rylance read the phone book mm-hmm. and be entertained. His voice alone is enough to love this movie. I now want to find out if he actually does read books on tapes and I want to buy every single one of them. Hopefully there is one with him reading the phone book. I don't care which phone book, I just want him to read it. Cause if it is, that's going to be my first purchase. The sh- shots in this were very succinct and deliberate and calculated and was the slow build of this film. Every single shot, the humor was sprinkled so delicately through this film as well. The dialogue was so well written up until halfway into the film where it started to fall apart in major ways. There is no real surprises here. And as we near the end, the writer slash director, I'm not going to blame which one, overcomplicate the story and mess it up, especially, heavily, especially in the ending, which ends with one of the stupidest endings in any gangster movie of all times. It was almost like two different writers for the first half hour and two different writers and directors for the last half hour or half the film. Huh. The sound mix and music was very subdued. 
which felt right for this film. Casting was another issue, as Bryce had said. Our main baddie, Simon Russell Beale, playing Roy, beside Mark Rylance, was like watching Viola Davis doing a drama up against Denise Richards. There was carnage everywhere, and that's not even because there was physical carnage everywhere in the movie. The lack of a great kingpin for me really took away from this film. Having a strong contrast to Rylance in this film would have made this a much, much better and enjoyable film. I was fully enjoying the movie until about halfway through until they brought this, in what I want to say, awful performance that pretty much destroyed this film for me. Wow. I like this film, but there was too many gaps in the story and the choices of casting. And pretty much, it wasn't just him. Every single one, except for the other female lead, was pretty much forgettable. I thought all of them, all of the casting was not great. Um, I, I like the casting, except yeah, for one. No, the, the the casting were forgettable. They were basically mm. they were. I, I could just pick a different root vegetable for every single one that was in there. There was not really any strong performances. When you watch a gangster movie, you want to see a Ray Liotta. You want to see a Joe Pesci. You want to see I, Al Pacino. You do not want to see people no. that are acting like they're on a stage play. This this did not generate any emotion from me as I was watching it other than watching Mark Rylance perform. I 100% agree just watching him on screen or listening to his voice is enough to see this movie. I like this film. I did not love it because of the casting had me not also buying the full story, especially the ending. How you could have liked that ending. This is it's a man. I'm sorry. Mark Rylance is a mondo, but this movie is a man. Fair enough. Merman. Another thing people do not, may not know about me. I love gangster movies. Yay! And mob history. Nice. Ever since I read Nicholas Pileggi's Wise Guy. Nice. You would know it as Goodfellas. um, I've been obsessed with the whole gangster lore. Al Capone, Bugsy Siegel, Lucky Luciano. Love it all. We went to the Gangster Museum we in did, Vegas. In Las Vegas. Yeah, we did. That was a little disappointing. It was, yeah. Like so imagine movie. my surprise when this timid tailor, I mean cutter. Yes, he's a cutter. He's a Murray, cutter. Is actually associated with the Chicago outfit, which mm-hmm. is Capone's organization. So the movie has double meaning. Ooh, snap. Um, I have to admit, listening to him talking about making clothes in the first 10 minutes had me nodding off. <laughs> what? I was in heaven. No. I was in heaven, too. Uh, thankfully, Zoe Deutsch, from what I've seen, uh, showed up and snapped me out of it. <laughs> uh, this was a good movie for the first 90 minutes. Mark Rylance is always good in everything he does. Mm-hmm. This film is no exception. Zoe is awesome, as usual. Mm-hmm. Rest of the supporting cast is not as good, mm-hmm. though they're adequate. Mm-hmm. Cinematography in the close confines of the tailor shop is also exceptional. Shot the whole movie in one in one set. That was pretty cool. Yep. I was actually enjoying the slow burn of this mob thriller. What? You? For the first 90 minutes. Nice. Unfortunately, the last 15 minutes of the story takes so many unbelievable twists. Of terrible that twists. That effectively ruin it. So it's just a man. Hmm. Samesies. How did you how did you not like okay, you you what's that one with um what's her face that she's the 
You watched the whole movie, you liked it, in the last 15 minutes you hated it. How did you not hate the ending of this movie? I don't know. Maybe I was just so enthralled with Mark Ryland. Well, you so. apparently, he's. It's the. We should call this was, the generous I, I, episode. The, you know what? If we do ending, not call this the, the generous ending, episode, the ending I wasn't that bad. The ending was terrible. It was awful. It was it like was. they they I tried to that. slice in there's, pun intended there's, there's one or thing, cut in. There's one thing that he said towards the end that bugged me, but overall it was fine. I'm I'm sorry when he cut in the trope of serial killers like you've got a I'm sorry he was shot how many times three times but no no you've got to do another double tap that ending was terrible yeah it was really bad you're just being eh. it's the generous yeah, episode it's the generous episode <laughs> it was mondo <laughs> no it was I, re- I really like mark rylance mark rylance we will be talking about later i can guarantee <laughs> Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Oh, sweet, sweet rage. How you blanket me with your comfort as I've made it my way through this week of watching and the week that I had off. So it's been two weeks since we've talked to our faithful Rage listeners. And today's Rage is all about terrible writing. And the award goes to Deep Water for totally destroying some amazing acting by doing a terrible writing job. That's my Rage this week. That's fair. I really wanted to... The characters in that movie were so they, they were, so original and yeah. creative, and the writing just was not there. It was so, so, so I, bad. The characters were great. They just yeah. needed to be in a better movie. Yeah, it was so bad. Yeah, no, that's... <sighs> I mean, I'm looking back on our episode, and it was pretty mad for me. The whole, the whole move, the whole set, except that one. So that's my rage this week. Writers... Do a better job. Better Be better. But thanks for making it from an original book. There you go. <sighs> He's having a hard time raging because he only gave out one rage this week. Yes, he did. When there should have been at least two. Really? I gave up more than one rage. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Apparently not. That's something. You were Mr. Generous this week. I guess so. You're the one that's usually handing out candy. Mm, You You say you don't, but I've witnessed it. I've witnessed you give out candy for Ben Affleck movies. Whatever. It's like, trick or treat, who is it? It's Ben Affleck. You can have half the ball. (laughs) My rage this week is Ryan Reynolds continuing to bore me to tears with the one-note sarcastic guy that he plays in literally every single movie he is in he has shown range in the past you know in that haunted house movie and that flick where he's like buried alive that was a good movie so i know he could offer more 
and Deadpool 1 and 2. It is time for him to grow up and take on a role that will challenge him instead of the same character he plays every time where he just puts it on autopilot and offers up the same smart-ass performance repeatedly. Come on, Ryan. I know you can do better. That's my rage. Eh, it's adequate. Does that mean I get to rage about Ben Affleck next week? You can You can have your mer- You can change your merman right now. I want to change it right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can create your whole whole Ben Affleck minute next week. I'm saying I love rage. Ryan Reynolds. I want him to be better. I wanted to steal a little bit of the Merman Minute. You do that. Because I want to still remind people that Ryan Reynolds is one of the most amazing people alive and is an inspiration for anybody in the film industry, what he does outside of him making Deadpool light movies. And there are certain people who enjoy those movies. That's right. You don't like them? I enjoy the fact he's making a difference. He's doing a real he, difference in BIPOC culture. Yeah, no, he, in, he's an honest humanitarian. Yeah. He's done more for the world than in cinema. pretty much any actor. Yep. And yeah, if you don't like his movies, don't go to them. Yeah. That's as simple or as that. Or if you dare to see them, then you got to just see it. If you enjoy them, go to them. I enjoy them. There you go. Anyway. They're men. This week... Is it part three? Uh, no, uh, I'm, I'm, saving, saving, I'm saving that away for when I get nothing part else. Three. Uh, I saw a movie on Netflix on my own. Oh, the Swedish movie. Before I was told to watch anything. That's right. It was called Black Crab. I started watching it and I fell asleep. It was a Swedish Red Dawn film starring the always solid Numi Rapace. In a post-apocalyptic world, six soldiers on a covert mission must transport a mysterious package across a frozen archipelago. I had to look up what that meant. It's an expanse of water with many scattered islands. Oh, an archipelago. Yeah, whatever it's called. Uh, Not a lake, not a river, not an ocean, but something in between. Yeah. The true enemy of this film is never known. I like to pretend it's the Norwegians. Of course it is. Uh, either way, these six brave souls must ice skate across frozen water. I love the sound of this movie. To deliver a weapon that will end the war. It has plenty of action. Numi Rapace doing some butt kicking and dick punching. Nice. At the heart of it, every soldier has their own reason for risking their lives. For Rapace's Caroline Ed, it was getting to her daughter. Things unfold as they unfold. It has some similarities to Saving Private Ryan. Is it the best war movie you'll ever see? No. But it's worth watching for Rapace alone. It's a highly enjoyable but slightly too long meh. Nice. Catch it on Netflix. Okay, so how much skating did they do? Because that's well, it, what I'm most was, interested in. It was a in. lot of skating. A lot and of skating. And apparently a lot of, some of the water wasn't frozen, so they had Uh-oh. some... Some cracked ice and, and stuff people to deal fell with in. Too. People fell was in. A surprise? Was, yeah. What was that movie we watched sometime last year where it was kind of like an apocalyptic movie where they had to go across and they kept falling in the fake ice? Do you remember that one? I think it was Ben, a- ben Affleck or Matt Damon or one of them that was. Anyway, it kind of makes me think of that. Why do they always have to fall in the ice? I don't know. Ice do. could be strong. What, why what can, movie is this? I don't know. I can't remember. It was so bad. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know we all saw it. Yeah, we all right. hated it. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to see that one, Murray. I'm going to well, see it this week. It's still weekend. on Netflix if you want to check it out. I am going to. All right. Well, I know uh, we had nothing prepared for this because we were going to have a mesmerize off. I'm sure Murray's going to find us a delicious, luscious one for Christopher Walken because now that he's back on the mesmerize list. Right, Mur? I'm sure. I'll work on that. You will. And I want to bring Mark Rylance on for mesmerizing. I don't care what anybody says. He's absolutely mesmerizing. Murray? Um, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Is that a yes? <laughs> I don't really care. It's unanimous. He kind of is. He kind of isn't. He kind of is so amazing. I'm just going to go over some of the things he's been in. And a lot of it is actually voice work, which is kind of funny. Um, he's mostly known for Bridge of Spies. Which yes. was excellent. It was excellent. The BFG, which yep. is just his voice. He was excellent in. in his voice, yeah. Uh, Dunkirk, he was excellent which he was in. excellent. Uh, Murray, One of Murray's favorite movies last year, Don't Look Up. Which he was which also he was fantastic. He was fantastic in. The movie in fact, sucked. you know what he was? He was mesmerizing. He was definitely mesmerizing. Super mesmerizing. He was also in the Trial of Chicago Seven. Yep. Who was also? But you know what happens if we if we actually put him on the list? Mm. Do you know where I'm going with this? No. You guys raged about don't look up. I'm pretty sure that. No, I gave him it. Off. A, I gave it a meh. No, he didn't. No, no, it's mesmerized yeah, list. We're right? talking. Yeah, we're not talking. You couldn't have a. We're not doing. No no, 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 no. You can have lots of rages because, yeah, you just cannot have a rage if you're on the undoubted list. You could have all rages, but if you're mesmerizing, you're mesmerizing. Yep, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, that's going to be vetoed very hard. <laughs> and also Ben Affleck will not make it on that list. Not he's not alive. He is the finest actor of ours or any other generation. He is good in two movies. I'll give him that. He is good in two movies and every other movie. Too. And none other movies. No, but because Trial of Chicago 7 has. Do I have to watch that again? Yes, we do. Because. No. Yep. In addition to. I don't want to watch it again. It was well, okay. Unless, if you can find a movie that John Carroll Lynch is in with Mark Rylance that isn't The Trial of Chicago 7, <laughs> because we have to decide which one is more mesmerizing. Murray, you don't even have to pick anything out. <laughs> We're going to be watching The Trial of Chicago 7. We just watched it. I know. But Mark Rylance wasn't mesmerizing at that time. Yes, he was. He just wasn't on our list. Well, but now he is. So do you know already who's more mesmerizing? I can't remember. So guess what that means? Fine. How big a part Did you actually see that movie, Mer? No. Oh, it's good. You should watch it. It is good. And you know what? There's two mesmerizing actors in it. Hmm. About to be possibly one. Possibly. We shall see. We shall see. All right, whatever. I'll We've watch. got our assignment already for next week. Probably I love Chicago it. Chicago 7. All right, last time on Rage or Dare, Bryce decided it wasn't enough rage to watch one film, so he decided to watch two. Yay! Because he is that dedicated to the rage. I when am. he picked both Speak to Me in Poetry and yep. also Swept Away. Yeah. Swept Away. This week, Jim wow. is back in the hot seat when he can decide to rage or dare. 
check in with Bryce and see if three is the magic number, like the song says, or two rage films is just the right amount. Yeah, I don't even know what that means, but There's I, a I, song I, I'm just reading. Called three is the magic number. Sing it. Three, three is the magic. Is the number. magic number. I know one is the loneliest But two, number. apparently, Rage Films is the magic number. Sure. So, I watched both of these films as sort of a Rage doubleheader, back to back. So let's start with the least objectionable of the two films, and honestly, it was the one I watched first anyways. Technically, Speak to Me in Poetry was not really eligible for this segment, as it did not have a theatrical release, but I decided to watch it anymore anyway. Trooper. As more of a curiosity, the lead character basically speaks in rhymes, in poetry, as it were, the entire film as he has been cursed, sort sort of, I guess. We watch as our poet does rap battles and becomes a superstar and eventually falls in love. This sounds terrible. It is truly awful. However, it is one of those so bad it's entertaining type of situations. The club he ends up rapping at is obviously just someone's basement. And there is one scene where he's supposed to be on a date at a restaurant, but they're obviously in someone's backyard. There is a waiter, but there are no other tables or people there. And uh, the table they're sitting at, it's just sitting right on the lawn. It is very strange. It's really, really strange and quite amusing. <laughs> the ridiculous dialogue became more entertaining as the movie played and the forced rhymes continued. It was really, truly awful. And I quite enjoyed it. It was meh. It was Mondo. It, was, it wasn't Mondo, but I am not unhappy that I watched it. So anybody that wants to check it out, you can see it on YouTube. I it's, might actually now go and watch it because it sounds completely terrible. It's so awful that I kind of liked it. You know what? We now have a new expression on the Rager Dare segment. It's so bad, it's meh. It's so bad, it was meh. Uh, now, the winner, winner, chicken dinner. Oh, God. Which you pulled from my succulent bag of rage last week. Yes. And then I watched Swept Away. The reason why <sighs> this is not on the list. This is a truly awful film that reminded me how bad an actress Madonna is. She is unwatchable. And That's it, not what you've said in the past. Well, She'd be on the repulsive list if it wasn't for you. I've uh, Next week, maybe we got to revisit that <laughs> because she is repulsive. Oh, my God. The film had one character that was almost likable, but by the middle of the film, they turned him into an abusive jerk. This had no redeeming qualities and made no sense. There was zero chemistry between the lead actors. I think it was supposed to be a comedy? Maybe? Yet there was not one laugh to be had. I'm truly shocked that Guy Ritchie's career was able to survive this because this is truly one of the worst movies that I've ever seen. This is the type of film that is made for this segment as it is such an unbelievable rage. I am just flabbergasted at In how awe. bad it was. Like, I don't understand how Guy Ritchie could make this. Like, what is he thinking when he's making this and he's watching the dailies back? It's like, what are you doing? You should just abandon ship. Was Jump. He not, was he not married to Madonna? He was. He was. And maybe that'd she be, really that, wanted that's why to. why he made it. Yep. <laughs> now, if you think about it, the movie he made right before this yes. was Snatch. 
Which was like Which is awesome. Supreme Mondo. Mondo. And the movie he made after this yep. was Revolver. Which... Mm, it was a meh. It was a meh. So, but to your point about Survive, it took him three years to be able to get hired again yeah. to make that. And then even after that, I think it was quite a few years between that and the next thing he did. The next one was Rock and Rolla, which was 2008. Okay. So that's three years later. It's like, okay. But then he made a music video collection of Madonna. Nice. <laughs> And, and then, and then they got divorced. And then he made <laughs> Sherlock Holmes in two thousand and nine. Yeah, and that's God, where it that was real. his that, movie too. Yeah. And then he also made Sherlock Holmes yeah. a Game of Shadows. Of course he did. He did. Oh yeah. man, he made some crap. But then he also made The Man from Uncle. Yeah, which yeah, was, was not right. good. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> and then he don't made. For, don't forget the Disney movie. And he then made. he made King Arthur. Oh, Legend that, of the Sword. Yeah, that was awful. Which too. was also awful. That's a, that was, and then he made live very, action Aladdin, which, which I awful. told you he made, and you said no. There's no way he would have made live action Aladdin. And, he and did. then he did. It was awful. So he made. Yeah, actually, he, do you know that if he hadn't have made, redeemed himself with the Gentleman and Wrath of Man, Gentleman he could Man. actually that, technically be on the doubted list. list. Yeah. yeah, but his last two again. It's like okay, yeah, yep. he's back, and yep. the the. the the movie that's coming out soon, whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, which looks amazing. It looks great as well. So may, the, I'm hoping he's all the way, It seems like he's all the way back. Yep. He's he's completely washed that girl oh, right out, out of his hair. His hair. It yeah. took, took like 15 years or yeah. almost 20 years, but the yep. stench, I think, might be gone. The stench of Madonna <laughs> in his hair is washed out. <laughs> And apparently we're going to be talking more about her in the coming weeks yeah, because yeah, I really, I, 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 I fought hard saying that, but she I see, I think Murray also awesome. tried to fight, fight hard to get her on the doubted list as well. But there was a, one of her movies that you actually said was good. So. I'm not saying doubted. Well, She's repulsive. A movie I liked that she was in, but it wasn't because of her it was League of, League own. of Their Own. Well, that's a movie that everybody yes. liked, but yes, not of because of her. Yeah, it was because of Rosie O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> was Davis? it? <laughs> was it really? Sorry, I meant to say Tom Gina Hanks. Davis. That makes more sense. I meant Gina Davis. Oh, no, right. It was also, what's his name? Oh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, That's right. The most likable man in On Hollywood. Hollywood. There's movies that are so terrible, but you like him so and much. And Gary Marshall. Yeah. yeah. Good old Gary. Gary. R.I.P. Gary Marshall, director Gary, of it's Pretty Gary. Woman. It's Gary. Oh, well. All right, well, let me choose from this succulent bag because I get to instead of having to pick the awful shit you're going to give me. Oh, man, are you in, in for it when you got to pick my stuff At again? least I won't have to watch Swept Away. Hey, wait a minute. So I have a question. So this is the dare bag from the audience. It is. It now, is. question for you. Yes. Because every time we get a winner winner of that quality on mm. the show, yes. I have to ask you, mm. is it worse than the life of David Gale? <sighs> Because that could open up things because Kevin I, Spacey could make it back on the undoubted or the, the mesmerized <laughs> list. Nah, the, the life of David Gale is just... I don't think you've seen it in a while. I kind of, after seeing Swept Away, guess what's going in my rage burn? <laughs> or in Murray's bag. Maybe we both have to watch it. Because I have a feeling if you haven't watched it in 20 years... After seeing Swept Away, I think it quite possibly might be a little better. It has a twist in it that's so bad, that's so stupid, that 
and that doesn't make any sense. But it's only the twist. It's not the entire movie that's repulsive. But it wrecked, it wrecked the whole thing. It I know, just, but, it, what made but it, it made it just. It made you angry. But I have a feeling after seeing Swept Away, I think that you could possibly forgive it, some of its misgivings. I don't know that I could. Well, I will be watching. Yes. Double Team from 1997. Well, that's not bad. That's so, Dennis Rodman and Jean-Claude Van Damme. That isn't sounds... It? Oh, that movie's terrible. Dennis Rodman's the worst actor that's ever created. Is that the one? I think it is. Because there's also one where, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme is, like, a twin. Yep. It is Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dennis Rodman. All right. Mickey Rourke. I think that's Paul double Freeman. Impact. Yeah, it's double... <laughs> yeah. Who else is in it? Dennis Rodman, Mickey Rourke. Ooh, Mickey I love Rourke? Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of people that I don't know, so I can't say it's going to oh. be that exciting. All right. I remember watching this and thinking it was one of the worst movies I'd ever seen. So I am Stan not. Rodman. I am not <laughs> looking forward to watching that. I can tell you at all. Mm. Well, well. Thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the extended Film Rage family, who you can find in our show notes. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and Public. and there's a sale going on right now. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us an email to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, please make us rage. Please... Please, pretty, pretty, please. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on.